We've just tied up the second annual Lawrence First and Goal Clinic. And this week I've been giving you a peek into some of those clinics and amazing talks that were a part of it. And today is another one of those with head coach of Montana State, Brent Vegan. He previously was the associate head coach and offensive coordinator at the University of Wyoming. And he spent the majority of his coaching career on Craig Bowles' staffs. Today he's gonna talk about transitional leadership. And if you follow the Bobcats, you know that he did very well in his first year, taking the Bobcats to 12-3 and and a runner-up in the FCS National Championship. So with all of these talks, you can get the replays on lfgf2022.coachesclinic.com. We have individual and group passes available. We have 30-day access as well as access for one year. So please check that out again at lfgf 2022.coachesclinic.com. It's an incredible cause with all the proceeds going to fund pediatric brain tumor research and cancer services. So enjoy this one with head coach of Montana State, Brent Vegan. Just to speak at a clinic that, you know, obviously the, the pandemic has, has forced us coaches to become more versatile and it's allowed for opportunities like this to bring a lot of coaches together and, and, and certainly spread a lot of different ideas uh, for such a great cause. So, you know, I, uh, I got the call to, to be a part of this and, and couldn't be more excited to, to share some knowledge. I was fortunate enough to get the head, head job here at Montana State just over a year ago in, in February. Prior to that, I'd coached at Wyoming for seven years and then really began my career both playing and coaching at North Dakota State, where I was a part of that program from 93 as a player through 97 and then as a coach from 98 through 2013. And I'm going to speak about transitional leadership and feel like, you know, through my experience, both, both as a player and a coach, it really set me up to handle a transition, uh, becoming a first-time head coach past year. And just want to share some ideas relative to my thoughts, how that transition went. You know, I was fortunate enough to come into a good situation here at Montana State and then you know, we were able to take it all the way to the national championship game at the FCS level in our first year. Okay, so the first thing preceding a, a transition, all us coaches are, I hope, of the mindset that we're always trying to get better. We're always trying to learn and grow. In, in my journey, you know, like most, started as a graduate assistant, played offense, I, I played tight end. It was the first position I was able to coach. I was able to ultimately moved to quarterbacks and then I coached running backs. I helped out with the O-line a little bit uh, at the very beginning. So I, I felt like I had pretty versatile experience on the offensive side. I was able to become a passing game coordinator along with quarterbacks about 2005 and then ultimately became an offensive coordinator in, in 2009. And then really through the last decade, probably starting 2012, you know, the, the thought of becoming a head coach, that next step was certainly part of my, my, part of my thinking. And through that time, it was all about assessing opportunities. And, and you know, there was, there was opportunities that came my way in the, the past decade, really. I'm talking from 2013 through 2021 that I didn't feel like maybe were the right opportunities. And you know, some that the timing wasn't right for me. We'd moved from North Dakota State to Wyoming in 2014 and, and really started doing some things there that I, I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to see through. But as 
time was going on, I, I knew that, you know, my age was getting a, a little further advanced. I was 45 last year and I, I figured it was the right time. So assessing the opportunity at Montana State in particular, I did feel like it was, it was going to be a, one that really matched up. So I'm not, this, this is not going to be about getting a job by any means, but I, I just, I wanted to point out is, as you're looking at new opportunities, do your research, you know, key elements, obviously to a successful transition are, you know, first and foremost, that the leadership at the institution is in line with your thinking and that in most cases is an athletic director and a president, not all universities are structured from a power perspective that that's always the case though. So whatever the leadership is, at that particular institution, you know, and this, I think, certainly can be relative not only to college, but to high school. Just make sure the leadership aligns with your thinking. Certainly, do your research on past results. And past results does not need to be limited to the, the previous season. I, I think you can look back at a decade. You can look back at two decades. You can look back at a long history at a particular institution. What does the support look like? You know, support comes in, in different forms. Support comes with butts and seats, but it also comes financially. And the financial piece is in, in this day and age is such an important component. What does that support look like both in your community? For us, that's Bozeman, Montana, but then across our state and across our country, what does that support look like? And then finally, is there growth opportunity? We all want to be in position where we can grow and certainly taking over a um, a head opportunity, a head job, you want to be in position where you can leave the place ultimately better than you found it. And, and to do so, there's got to be opportunity for growth. So that comes in all forms. That comes with a university's willingness to continue to be progressive. It certainly comes with a community that is tracking that way, is trending that way. And I think for, for you as a, as a coach, for myself, is this an opportunity that you can continue to grow in your thinking and grow in your opportunities? So really, pre-transition, to have a successful transition, you really got to make sure that these four things in particular align. I think the next thing is you got to rely on your experience. And, you know, my, from my perspective, my experience was the best teacher. And I was kind of an anomaly in this profession. And this was my third place I've been, as I said, I stated. A lot of times, you know, guys have to, to travel the world, so to speak. And, you know, you, I've coached with several guys that could tell stories of being in, you know, five places in five years, eight places in 10 years, whatever. And that wasn't the case for me. But I was, I was a part of a few key transitions that I could, I could rely on from an experience perspective. First was as a student athlete. Uh, between my junior and senior year, we had a coaching change. So I had an opportunity from a student athlete perspective to live in a coaching transition, to be, to be part of it, to see, to see the positives of it, to see things I would maybe do differently. But thinking back to that time as I was taking over this job, you know, one thing that was clear, and it was uh, Bob Babich, who just retired from the Bills, you know, got the North Dakota State head job when I was a senior. Uh, Bob came in and, you know, really listened to us as, as seniors. And, you know, I was also fortunate enough, I was the one senior that was on the hiring committee, not that they let me have any say, but just kind of being on the inside of a, a hiring practice was a great experience just to see kind of how 
the makeup of that committee thought, what they, they saw as important. And sometimes that was different than us as players. But I, I think the important thing I recognize through that is I, I do feel like, you know, players, especially your guys, they're, they're going from being juniors to seniors. They want that last year to be meaningful. And to be meaningful, they got to feel like they have a part, a say in what's going on. And I look back at that time, uh, 96 into 97. So it was the, the winter of 97 when Bob came in, he listened to us. And, you know, we had a good program at North Dakota State. I've been great through the 80s and 90s, won five national championships. And through the 90s, through our time, we'd been to the playoffs. We, we hadn't been that my junior year. We were a little bit of a reboot enhancement. It certainly wasn't a rebuild, but to have that experience as a student athlete was very, very helpful. And the things that, that Bob allowed us, at least to listen to us, you know, I certainly called on that experience. As a young coach, a few years down the road in the winter of 2002 into 2003, Bob left for the NFL. And I was a restricted earning coach at the time. I moved from a graduate assistant to restricted earnings under Bob and he left to go to the NFL and we brought in Craig Bull at the time. And I was one of two coaches that was retained on that first staff. And it wasn't because of my experience. It was because I, I, I think I knew where all the bodies were buried at NDSU, so to speak, had my hands kind of in everything from recruiting to camps to anything and everything on campus. But just seeing that from a young coach perspective and being a coach on a staff that was being dealt with as far as are we going to get hired, are we going to get kept, all that kind of stuff, you know, certainly made me sensitive when that time rolled around to, to be in that position of a head coach coming here at Montana State and um, dealing with those, those guys that, you know, uh, may or may not have an opportunity to stay on the staff. And, you know, so first from a student athlete, then from a, from a coach who was on a staff that hoped like crazy that he could stay on. I think those two perspectives at a pretty young age, even though I was at the same place, allowed for me to, you know, just, just know you better, you better listen and you better understand that, you know, wholesale sweeping changes is not necessarily how it needs to go. And in, in Bob's last year, we struggled. But again, it was that same thing where this wasn't a complete rebuild. It was a little bit of a reboot. And and Coach Bowl came in and, and really got, you know, brought a new perspective. Um, North Dakota State was going to be in its last year of Division II in 2003, transitioning to Division I AA at the time in, in 2014. And Coach Bowl had come from Nebraska in particular, and a part of the, the great success that they had in the, the mid to late 90s, was really able to push the envelope along with our president at the time at North Dakota State. So just seeing him... Coach Bull come in and, you know, to a, a true transitional situation, really rely on players, but it was, it was myself and, and Gus Bradley who were the two guys retained. Coach really listened to us in, in some regard, things that we felt like were important to that program. And, and Gus and I had both played at NDSU. So we had the perspective of not only being coaches that were on the previous staff, but former players. And really appreciated Coach Bowl having the insightfulness, I guess, to listen to us, but also his perspective of, of seeing things within kind of a Division II mindset that needed to change, too. So great opportunity, and, and Coach Bowl did things along with our president, our athletic director at the time, to take North Dakota State to a, a different level, literally, but then I think just in our thinking through those next couple of years, and you know, through our transition into FCS, we had a couple 
10 and one seasons, I think in 06 and 07, we moved in the Missouri Valley, became playoff eligible in 08. And then in 09, we went three and eight. And so that was kind of my next transition. There was time for a, a little bit of a reboot, not a coaching change, but look inside to, to really assess how we can transition while, you know, a lot of things are going to stay the same. Fast forward a couple of years, uh, we won three national championships, and then Coach Bowl takes a job at Wyoming. I chose to go with him, and that was a, uh, it was a complete rebuild. Coming into the situation, previous coach had been fired. You know, that was a whole new perspective. Not that it wasn't about listening to people in the same, same regard, but from a, a ground-up mode, that was a much different approach that needed to be taken. And then that, you know, seven years at Wyoming led me to this position. So however your experience has shaped you, I think that's where you got to start. Your experience is the best teacher. You've lived it. You've seen the good from your perspective. You've seen the bad. You need to live and die with what you think ultimately when you become a head coach, the buck does stop with you. So whatever your experience is, that has to be your best teacher. And I think taking inventory of that as your career goes along is really important. And certainly the experience of others should benefit you and always having an ear to your colleagues, the different people you work with as you go along is very important. So identifying those transitions, and I talked about this a little bit, there's a few different transitions that I see as a new coach. Is it a rebuild? And if it is, what stage is it? Is it ground up? Is it kind of something that's just stagnant, but it's it's got some uh, got some ability and, and um, is it an enhancement? You know, I think the, the back to... When I was a player and then a young coach, those two coaching changes at North Dakota State, I'd say they were enhancements. We weren't that far off in either case. That was certainly the situation when I came here to Montana State. They had been a semifinal team in 19, so it was definitely an enhancement, but uh, been part of that rebuild at Wyoming as well. If it's a reset, when I spoke to you know, that North Dakota State year in in 2009, when we went through three and eight, that was a reset. And I think for people that have witnessed what North Dakota State's done the last decade plus, to think that, that we were three and eight in 2009, that might be the most impactful year for that program. There needed to be some changes made. You know, we had gone through that, that transitional period where we had some success, but we were playing a, you know, a schedule that wasn't necessarily a week in, week out. Uh, gauntlet necessarily not to say we got off the rails but obviously and you go three and eight things aren't exactly going the way they needed to so we had some strengths for sure we had a core group of guys that uh, we could lean on but we had to be willing to change and, and there were some significant changes that we made between 09 and 2010 that then led us to 2010 to a, a quarterfinal overtime loss to the eventual champs and then the, the rest is kind of history from there so as far as a reset goes, I think first of it's just identifying it, identifying the need for a transition. If, you, if you're in a reset mode, what does that mean? Is that uh, personnel-based decisions, how you go about your, your practice methods? Um, it could be schematic changes, um, but you better see the strengths that are going on too. If you don't have any strengths that you can call on, then I don't even know if a reset is uh, functional. I think you can see Coach Vegan is very knowledgeable on this topic. He's thought about what it takes to take a program over and what it looks like in different types of programs as he shared here. He went on to discuss the different phases that you need to be aware of and things you need to work on in each of those phases in the rest of his clinic talk. You can get that 
and all 127 replays of the Lawrence First and Goal virtual clinic at lfgf2022.coachesclinic.com. Thanks again for listening, and please check out those replays.